Hey, this is Amara. And this is Margaret. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to All, all the, the Ships. Ships, a podcast where we explore building, navigating, and possibly ending all types of relationships. The conversations you've had, should be having, or never thought to have. Enjoy. Enjoy. Also, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share using the hashtag All the Ships. So I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no love. Oh, my smile, my mind reassure me, I don't need no one. Woke up this morning with my mind set on loving me with my mind. Welcome to the party. The party? Party. Party. P O W D Y. But also a party. Yeah, yeah. It's a much chiller party today, I think. I'm in a chill mood. I'm in a chill mood. I'm tired a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sad. I'm not tired, but I'm sad. Why are you sad? Uh, too much for the podcast today. <laughs> too much for the podcast. Stay tuned for a comedy I special. I like this. She put up boundaries. Some come, some come. But yes. But yeah, it's Amara. And it's Margaret. And we are on all the ships. And I was going to say, and today we have a guest. Yes, I'm very excited. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> Shire. A shady ass producer <laughs> just said <laughs> that we have a real no, guest. No, that's not shady. That, that it's an actual real guest, like <laughs> a stranger, if you will. Falaren was a stranger to me. Fair enough. Okay. It wasn't a stranger to me. But he I was think a, it was a stranger to Amara. Well, he yeah. was my guest. <laughs> but today we have a real life stranger at our home, and we're very excited. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Would you please introduce yourself? Okay, so my name is Aura. Um, yeah, that's that's all you want the people to know. That's all. You, yeah. All they need to know. Yeah, that's all they need. To I know. love it. I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. I um, I don't remember what episode it was, but after one of our episodes, you sent Shara a text, and he showed us that text, yeah. and it made me very happy. Mm. What was well, which text that we referencing? I think he's gonna pull it up. Um, yeah. So I think it was an episode with. Uh, um, so I think he posted a reel on Instagram mm-hmm. that, and then I think, so the thing with me and Instagram is sometimes I'm just like tapping through. I'm not mm, paying, paying attention, attention to what's going on. And then, but for some reason I was really like attentive and I saw something like, and it was like, I think it was also like subtitled as well. And I was reading it and I was like, oh shit, like, all the, like, I fuck with this heart. Like, yes, you can fuck yeah. with this heavy. Even though yeah, our podcast so like, is it's clean on Spotify. <laughs> Don't t- say that, bro. Okay, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is like, okay, I want to, I would like to listen to this um, when I get the chance. Um, and so I liked it. And again, I have like podcasts queued on my Spotify and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll listen to it when I get there. So like two, three weeks. And then I'm working at home and I'm like, okay, I've literally I'm up to date with everything I listen to. Do I want to watch Seinfeld while I'm working? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember like all the ships. So I literally started your podcast and 
So I, I also then the first episode, um, the first episode, and that's the one where you guys literally like bore, bored you. And the first, I was like, I need to ask if he felt uncomfortable when you started with, "Oh, I wanted to smash coach." You started I'm, with that. I mean, I didn't start like <laughs> oh, that. No, yeah, and I was like, "This." Does I mean, that make I'm so glad that everybody else was shocked because that is not how I communicated <laughs> that. First of all, but I'm I, surprised that she thought it was me that said oh, that. No. Yes. <laughs> No, I literally not now that I think about it, it's like you. I imagine you saying, oh. "I love that for me too." I love that for me too. Keep that memory; it's a core one. <laughs> Tight girl. Yeah. So and, and then yeah, I really liked the episode, and so yeah, so I really liked how you guys were vulnerable with each other, and what you said about friendship really, really resonated with me because it reminded me of a time when I was in a similar situation with someone that I considered like a best friend. And yeah, having falling, yeah, falling out, and then us getting back together. So I thought, oh yeah, and it's just like everything you said, like bar for bar. I was just like, whoa, like, and it was just like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, okay, next episode, and then I'm listening, and there's every time you guys always like we're delivering, guys. Delivering. I yeah, think, yeah, I so think Cora wants me to smash her too. <laughs> oh yeah, like oh, oh my god, see what? But yeah, um, so I yeah, so I um, I think he posted like a. Re- um, video and that I thought I always said I was gonna like let him know that I really really I'll find a way to let you guys know that I really really like what you guys are doing and so again opportunity the opportunity came up I think he posted a video again and I was like oh yeah like this girl's literally changing my life like literally ter- um, what's it called uh, therapy dupe so like, I'm not, <laughs> that's, that's that should have been the name of this podcast yeah, like, therapy it, dupe therapy dupe and so where um, were you <laughs> Well, yeah, and so now I'm here. Um, I told him that, oh, yeah, if I wanted to, because I know that the last, so I was thinking, like, okay, toying with the idea, like, oh, if you guys would get, like, guests, but I don't know if it's, like, oh, people, only people we know type of thing. And then I think uh, there was an episode where you guys said, oh, yeah, that if you guys want to be on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is my chance. So I told Yay. him that, oh, yeah, what if I want to be on the podcast? Like, how would we make that happen and so oh yeah just a podcast just get a good mic and um <laughs> good internet and I'm i was like oh, I have both. <laughs> yeah i didn't want to make it a thing that oh i'm gonna be in toronto so like i should pull up yeah no, i didn't want to do that because i didn't want to overwhelm you guys but imagine i'll be like having a stranger in your home city <laughs> no it's funny because shara just showed me the message and it says i think it says i'm obsessed with these guys or something like yeah. that yeah and it was funny because it was right i think it's after we recorded the episode with um Falarim. yeah and i was that episode i think is two hours long yeah, and long. i was just like there's nobody that likes us this much <laughs> i'm going to listen to two oh, hours of a podcast and then the so next proud. day he, he sent says, that message. i was like oh i guess i guess people do like well, us. No, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> telling people about you guys you don't even understand like or sometimes like okay i don't really like doing cardio but like I do cardio because of you guys. Oh, like, I don't. <laughs> I'm I don't think that that's a bad do thing. Cardio because of me. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, no, I'm just like, yeah, I have a reason to, to stay on the yeah, treadmill. Yeah, to stay on the down to do. To I have run. an important question. Are you running or walking? Running. Think, oh no! Yeah, I don't think good. we're safe. <laughs> if we're motivating people to do cardio, yeah. no. If we're motivating someone to run on a treadmill while they listen to us talk about our feet, you didn't listen to like some like you know two, two no, music. No, yeah, no. I, I, like, like, I actually feel like I realized that I get. Do you know what rap music is? <laughs> I realized that I get a lot. Like I get tired faster when I listen to music for some mm-hmm. reason, and then listening to like people talk. Literally, mm, so it's like an attention yeah, thing. Yeah, and I do sprints and 
running as well. Wow. So it's like, okay, now I'm like, oh, yeah, let me listen to this guy. Guys, we're changing lives. I think you guys need to put some like, respect on our names. All, yeah. all our friends. <laughs> Make a punish on <laughs> <laughs> Really, because I'm doing things here. Really and truly. Yeah, it's a great work, guys. I think we Thank can quit you. now. Um, actually, no. I think you've, you've motivated me. You see, as you're talking, the compliments, they were warming my stomach. Aww. I think my sadness is going. Aww. I think I'm feeling better. Yeah. I feel very motivated now to make content. I did not perform. So, so no, which one of you lived in London? Because I know one of you lived. I lived in the UK, but I did not in London. Okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't live there, no. Oh, um, why did I sound like those Nigerian aunties? That, that the whole of like, the UK is London. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, um, we are establishing that you you are a fan. Love it for us. And you're a fan who lives in the UK, which is great. When I see the stats and I see the people who listen to the UK, I always think it's my brother and two of my friends. She's actually ridiculous. Like we'll go through the stats and then there'll be like one percent of your listeners are in Singapore. I'm like, Oh yeah, she'll be like, Oh yeah, that's that's my (laughs) one friend. (laughs) And I'm like, You don't know everybody's Malaysia, it's not Singapore. We don't have any we don't have any Singapore listeners. And if we do, who do I know that lives in Singapore? In Malaysia, Hannah's there. Shout out Hannah man, thank you. (laughs) If it's not Hannah that's listed, who are you? DM me (laughs) so we can be friends. Um, everybody that listens to our podcast is someone that she knows or I know it's just yeah. like nobody outside of our circle, circle should yeah. would be listening to this I don't imagine I don't know how oh. they can find it well, but that aside me. <laughs> I know because you saw it because of him so someone, yeah, someone so within the circle marketing yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that true, one of those true, words true. facts on facts but yeah so you are a listener of all the ships and you currently reside in London, UK, yeah. not the ghetto one in Ontario. Um, and like you said, you went to uni there. So yeah. when did you move to the UK? So I moved to the UK in 2013. So for uni. And so I did study law, like hey. every Nigerian Twinsies. <laughs> so yeah, I studied law. And then after I graduated... It was like, oh, okay, I'm done now. And uh, what am I going to do with my life? My yeah, dad's what next? Where, yeah, and then he's like, oh, yeah, go to And it was kind of a thing where, okay, everyone is going to law school. Let's just do it. And, oh, yeah, and Nigeria isn't looking that bad now. Right now it's 20, like 2015, 2016. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Like, um, last, last, we work, get a house, like, buy an apartment or buy a yeah. flat move out of our parents' houses, live our lives, like, literally become adults. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I moved all. back. Law school, obviously, that's a fever dream that I've literally, like, wiped out. And then NYC as well. And this was around the time when Nigeria was literally, like, getting bad. Yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah. yeah this is around that time. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Like, this is not, this was not the best idea this is not, we can't save Nigeria. <laughs> this is not Africa rising anymore. And everyone just started doing like Jackpot, their own thing. Yeah. And then that's when the whole Jaffa conversation started. So I'm just, my dad was, and my sisters, again, my sisters live in Toronto. Yeah. Well, my sister at the time was in Alberta. And so it, again, I was the only one with my parents just raw dogging their vibes. I'm screaming. Well. And oh, okay. So I did law school. I did NYC. I worked in, Nigeria for a year and then I said told him that okay look I'm not doing this anymore so I'm going back to London and so I applied for jobs 
Yeah, and then I got in and yeah. And then I did my masters in I did a masters in twenty twenty one. And then after twenty twenty one, yeah, I started so I've been living living in the UK. So I've yeah, I've just it's just easy for I, so like my dad is always like, Oh yeah, go be with your sisters, make it easy for the rest of the family to have everyone just be together and yeah, but I don't know, I'm still thinking about it. Um, i'm going to like rewind a little bit okay of course before we get into this conversation um i have a question for you i guess i should have told you this before we turned on the mics oh damn (laughs) but we're gonna do it on the spot what is a relationship that is currently giving you life like it doesn't have to be the best relationship of your life and again obviously all the ships so all types of relationships um, that's currently giving you life. So in the last two weeks, as serving you in the way that you've needed, supporting you in the way that you want. Yeah, I think I'll say my relationship with my manager. Um, Ooh, I know work. It's a, yeah, it's a very very <laughs> strange thing, but my relationship with my manager currently is giving me life. She's so amazing. Um, I don't know if it's because we're really close in age, but I don't also think that should be a problem. But she's just. It's a really, we're really, really transparent with each other, very vulnerable around each other. It doesn't feel like, it feels like, I mean, I don't want, I don't feel like people should say this, but it does feel like I'm working with my friend. And then she's also, she still has that managerial hand. She's still able to work with me to, um, with achieving my goals, setting Mm -hmm. goals and achieving them and just, just being the way my, because having worked with people, like, worked in Nigeria and <laughs> seeing how people manage people and her, her, her style, her technique is just really different. And I think she is really, um, she's been helpful in just with me getting settled career wise. And I love that for you. I really love yeah. that for you. Yeah. That's beautiful. And oh, there was an episode I listened to you guys. And then I think someone said something and I was like, Oh, I'm going to tell my manager's name is Flaminia. I'm going to tell Flaminia that like, because it's something that I feel and yeah, so we all we're always very transparent with each other, very vulnerable. Like if something is not just like oh work is going a certain way, but also like personal. How you, yeah, how you? Oh, feel this is probably the episode before me. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. That one where he had to tell his manager that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just I so that you understand. Certain, yeah, I have a certain I have a certain relationship with authority. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Like, oh. fair enough. Fair yeah, and she's the same way. So we find that we get along well, and. Yeah, so I really, really, I think that's one thing, one relationship that I really, really cherish at the moment. That's, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, I thinking. <laughs> yeah, Margaret, do you have an answer? Um, a relationship that's given me life this week is my relationship to paranormal romance books. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's paranormal? Uh, paranormal like romance. Like, oh, right, vampire okay, romance. Okay, They're not just or like vampires. Greek god romance. They're like just paranormal. like paranormal fantasy romance books. I used to read them a lot when I was a teenager and I'm rereading the same books again. Um, And yeah, like (laughs) they make me happy. Yeah, it's like warming your inner child or healing your inner child. Yeah, or just like reminding, like, yeah, actually the relationship is giving me life is my relationship with, not with myself, but my relationship, I guess, your to, childhood self? To, to my, to the version of me that I always think is going to read back 
things. Like I found like a book. I I have it's not a journal, it's just a book. I'm one of those people that always has a notebook but then never writes in the notebook. But then I keep the notebook for like twelve years. So even though I never write in the notebook, after twelve years there's like half a notebook full. Um and then yesterday I went to write in one of these notebooks and then I was like, when did I write all this shit? And then I started looking at it and there was like notes from when I was like in secondary school. Yeah. There were notes from when I was in university. I wrote a first draft for my personal statement when I went to go back to university in there. My budgeting for when I wanted to come to Canada when I first thought about it was there all the blog ideas that I had in 2014 were in there. So it was really like, I, I used to write a lot of quotes to myself and not to myself. I used to write these things to be like, I'm going to read these and inspire myself. And then I never read them when I think I'm going to read them, but I'm 28 now. And I was reading stuff that I wrote when I was 16 and was like, yeah, like this is still relevant. <laughs> um, and that's what made me also start reading the books again was I was like, I remember I was like writing a lot of stuff. I had a crush on a book, on a character in one of these books. And I was writing a lot of like fanfic. weird, no fanfic, <laughs> just weird shit <laughs> about him. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want to go spend time with that dude. Um, so I started reading the books again. Um, but yeah, that's a relationship that's given me life. I just have a comment. Um, so I wrote a letter to myself at the end of last year, no, at the start of last year, to read at the end of last year. I still haven't read it. Um, Screaming. But yeah, the relationship that's currently giving me life is my relationship with my chiropractor. Nice. Um, she's really... Adulting. <laughs> You're in your late 20s without saying you're in your late 20s. This is not adulting, this is aging. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> well, speak no, on it, honestly. No, yeah. We need more people to take their bone health seriously. <laughs> <laughs> take your probiotics. <laughs> Get on them gummies. <laughs> no, she is so great. Like, she is, um, she's like, like I've I've seen chiropractors before, mm-hmm. um, and she's the first person that was like, "I see your problem, and I'm going to put you on a plan, and I'm going to hold you accountable to the plan that I put you on, and not just be like, yeah, come in every two weeks and we'll fix it as on you coming in two weeks.' Like, no, this is what the rem- the schedule is going to be like. This is what you need to do in between. We're going to start with like you seeing you every other day, not every other day, maybe twice. A- I think we start with twice a week, and then to every two weeks and then um and each time we're having a lot of firsts um so (laughs) i had she she just had my first acupuncture session with her Mm -hmm. and every time we have a first like she makes a big deal out of it she's like oh have you done this before i'm like no and then she's like cool and then like whatever she's just very cute and like makes it fun to go see the doctor um and yeah, and she emails. Me. I think they fucking do, bro. I think they fucking do. I was going to say she's fixing your back in ways that, that we cannot imagine. So she can fix it again two times a week for what? For what? Uh, now I see her twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always happy to see me. Of and course, I'm pretty sure she's to very happy her. to see all her patients. But like when I walk in, mm-hmm. I walk into the clinic, I, like top of 
person at the front desk when I'm here and then I go sit down and then she comes out the back and she's like Amara and like she's always like mm. just, I think it's just her personality and I know it's not just me but it makes me feel special but yeah that's the relationship that's currently giving maybe me life it's just you yeah. <laughs> maybe she likes I really to like touch. the answers we've got this week <laughs> exactly um a relationship that's giving me life right now actually is following flow um yeah man he's just he doesn't realize but he's been holding me accountable um when it comes to like content or comedy and like just putting myself out there and so um i performed in his apartment on sunday evening and he had texted me like two weeks before. Like we're always texting about comedy. Like he's also a funny guy. He does podcasts, etc. So we're always going back and forth. And he's always like, "Yo, when are you gonna go? When are you gonna go? When are you gonna go?" And I did go eventually, like four weeks ago. But I think he decided to take matters into his own hands. <laughs> and so he has a thing that he does. He hosts in his living room. It's called um, Tiny Sessions. Because um, if you listen to that episode, his nickname was Tiny growing up. It's not like a Tiny Desk spinoff. It's actually original. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so he invited me. I was in the Shah when I got that text and I was going to ignore that text, honestly, because I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is pressure. But I did respond. I showed up to his apartment. I thought there'll be strangers in the apartment. Unlike Amara's chiropractor, I was not happy to see her <laughs> in that apartment when I walked in. I was like, oh my God, there's someone here that recognized me if I actually bomb. Um, but it went really well. Um, and he's checked in again couple days after like yo i'm sure you're still like um you know living off the high you got from the from the show or whatever um and yeah so shout out to flow man um can't stop won't stop hey nice oh that is beautiful now we can resume the conversation i think we stopped at you <laughs> i was gonna be like, on to the meat this week we are talking about um I guess building new relationships and sort of like working through like, I guess self-esteem issues or not necessarily issues, just managing your esteem in trying to do that, particularly as an adult. Um, You kind of talked about how you went to university in the UK, but then you moved back to Nigeria for a bit and then moved back to the UK, but you moved to a different city than where you went to school. Um, and obviously moved to work. It's funny because I don't know this. Sorry. Where did you go to school and where did you move back okay, to? Okay, so I went to, I went to school, Reading, mm. um, which is like it's, uh, it's yeah. about 30 minutes away from London. Well, then, yeah. And then um, obviously moved back to Lagos and then um, moved back to the UK in Newcastle. So I was in Newcastle Ooh. for a while. And then like up on time, like north, yeah, north? like north, north, like okay. with the Geordies and yeah, them people there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was with I was in Newcastle for a bit. Um, did my masters in Newcastle, and yeah, so I actually recently moved to London. I've been living in London since September last year, and yeah, and all through all of them, like I just found that just coming into my 20s and I found that I've been how do I say this a big part of me has been like taking all these steps changing moving just because I'm trying to okay find myself not find myself but like like I have this eat pray love mentality where okay (laughs) when I finally do this all of these things will start click yeah start happening for me will start Mm -hmm. clicking and so I'm always 
I'm always that person that's ready to make big changes to her life mm-hmm. and make big changes in her life and everything. And Move so, to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad literally <laughs> said, I bet you're thinking about moving to Toronto. And I was like, why would you even say that? But yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, but I still find that even when I have these intentions and when I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. When I start doing this, when I move to a different city, when I put myself in this area or with the, in the area where these kind of people uh-huh. will be around, like these kind of things will start aligning for me. And I find that, and for me, it's mainly building interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I find that I still struggle, like even connecting, like the fact that I was in Newcastle for, and it's it's not just stuff. So like even looking back, I find that um, when I whenever I like, I'm the kind of person that I have always have new friends. Fr- I was every, about to yeah, say, yeah, new friends yeah. every year. Or there's a, no, not every year. I feel like I'm no, no, no. That, I feel like fair. you gave like me a judgy face. No, just because I, I like yeah. Shire wrote down a question. When, when was the last time you made a new friend? And I'm just like I was trying to like. When was the last time I made a new friend? Yeah. And I remember we asked this question, I think, on the episode with Dotson as well. Mm. And I was having the same feeling. And that episode was recorded three years ago or something. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think I've made a new friend. You've made a lot of new friends since then. No. you made Tosin, Fury, I, all, I already knew all these people. I guess like, our relationships you. have changed, but I've not met. Yeah. There's nobody that's new in my life. Did, did you know Siki? Did you know Tosin? I didn't know Siki. I knew Tosin. Like, Tosin's friends with Akinem. Like, like I... <laughs> Like, but she wasn't your friend yeah. <laughs> but it's not like they're not new people it's the same thing with my relationship with Dotson it's like I knew Dotson for years before he became my friend and like the same thing we talked about with you I knew you for years before I thought you, you were my friend I guess like for at least to me the understanding I have about making a new friend isn't necessarily that the person's a new person mm. they're just a new friend mm. like yeah like it's an exactly yeah because like I can know someone for ages, but if I don't feel connected to them and they're not my friend, then they're not my friend until they are my friend. Kind I think because it takes ages for you to become my friend. So yeah. if I, it, it's just, it takes ages for you to be my friend. So when, when I think about making a new friend, it's not the day you become my friend. It's like when I, when when I, I met, met you. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I but well, anywho, sorry, I caught to, you off. To um, sort of like trail off your point, I think um, when you live a lot of young people, particularly like young, um, like either like children of immigrants or like people who travel for school, like international students, you end up living a very transitory like form yeah. of life during the years with which in which sorry that people are like forming these sort of life long bonds or whatnot. Um, and everybody tells you when you are in pretty much any stage of school that these are when you build your forever friends, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're in secondary school, whether in university, whether whatever, it's like, these are your people forever. And when you are a person who knows that where you currently reside is not your forever place, um, there is, I think a level of like you, non-committal. Not necessarily that you're non-committal. You're very committed to these relationships, but you don't. There's an there's a there's an expiry date almost on like not necessarily on the relationship in general, but in the way that it looks. Like yes, so like I think when when we think of like close, tight friendship bonds, whatever, they usually look like. And this is not what everybody obviously in their head thinks, but 
it looks like some version of what we see in like friends like the show mm-hmm. friends they all live close to each other they see each other all the time mm-hmm. spend time with each other all the time and they're just close-knit group of people um that do everything sort of essentially together um and they know other people sometimes they go off and do other things but this is like the core group of people um and so sometimes it makes it feels like those kind of close relationships are tied to proximity so when you know that you're not going to be staying somewhere you can have that kind of relationship and that's why you have all these new friends and they're really deep relationships and you move somewhere else and then you're like okay i've got to make my friends friends so i gotta build this thing again which also means you have less time and energy to now do your long distance friend and you keep doing that until you get to a place in life where now you feel settled you oh i live in london have a full-time job i have no plan necessarily to move like Mm -hmm. when you're at uni you're like when i leave here i'm going somewhere else when you're somewhere else i'm leaving here i'm going there but now you're in a place where you don't have a plan necessarily to leave and then it's like okay now where are all these people but they're no longer you're no longer surrounded by people the same way you would be in school where everyone's looking for their friend friend group if that makes sense like people it's adulthood now and a lot of these people probably lived here a lot longer than you did they've built their groups and you're the new person that shows up on the sitcom that's hoping to get like a recurring role yeah. um and i think a lot of times people you want to skip to the good part you want to be in skip on the couch the good part. yeah so you want to be on the couch you want to be there with them you want to be laughing with them and when you go for the coffee or you go to the birthday or you go to the party that someone invited you to it's like all fun until they start laughing about shit you don't know and then it's like why am i going to hang around all these people that aren't very welcoming or like you you want to be or like you feel like they're welcome welcoming sorry but you're never going to hit that level of relationship so you want to find other people who i guess like you can build that with sometimes i think um, sorry yeah. just i wanted to rewind a little bit because i don't know that i fully understood what you were saying earlier in terms of like so you were saying what i before i cut you off um you you find it easy to make friends so like you make friends you said you have new friends every year that's so, all no, so yeah i think i might have given um yeah different painted a different picture so I, it's not that i find it um easy to make friends i've i find it hard actually mm-hmm. like i find it difficult to connect with people and i've i've been reflecting obviously uh, not obviously but like <laughs> <laughs> or adults yeah. obviously so i've been reflecting right and i realized that i'm i think up until 2018 2018 was when i decided to actually start being vulnerable with people Mm. i realized that for the most part i created this sense of how do i say this like i make people think that they know me and then they don't and then and it feels like okay um i'm well they're pouring themselves into me and i'm just obviously giving them a version of myself that i'm only comfortable sharing Sharing and i've been i've been doing that all my life for the most part of my life until like i started putting concerted efforts to change that in 2018 question have you reflected to know why you were doing that um i mean yeah i've oh yeah obviously i think i've been all my life i've been like a people pleaser I'm, i've I've never really felt like secure with the kind of person I, it's just a very every time yeah. i bring this no, up like people are always quite surprised that i have like 
self-esteem issues <laughs> because it's like yeah and it's it's so interesting mm. because i can be confident when i want to but at the same time there's just inside it's just like i just don't think people like me mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm the type of person people would want to be friends and it's like and it's i don't know if it's because i'm the first child <gasps> and then i have younger ones or i've just always been even like with my parents, I just I feel like oh you don't need to worry about me, and I feel I oh, there's always been a part of me that has been putting myself in a way that okay you guys like me <laughs> show me affection all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean they did try their best in the way they knew how to yeah, but still uh, I um, mean here my yeah I am because <laughs> I would say that like I hear that and I relate to that. I wouldn't say that like the root cause is the same for me but it also might be just like i haven't unpacked it to that layer because i have actually been thinking a lot lately of just like i shapeshift so like if i exist in a room i like i'm watching the room i observe i'm okay this is the person that i'm allowed to be in this room and so i become that person for the benefit of that room yeah i and i do that in like all relationships um and i think that like um, I don't think that I attributed that to people pleasing. It might be. I'm not saying yeah. that it's not, but in my head, I didn't attribute that to people pleasing or like insecurity. I think I attributed that to like um, just wanting everything to go smoothly, just yeah. like not wanting to be seen. I think yeah. that was is what yeah. it is. I don't want to be seen, yeah. and the best way to not be seen is by being like everybody else that's in this room because if i'm myself in this room then i will i will stand out um and i think that for a long time i still i'm trying to figure out like now in my adult years and reflecting it's hard for me to know what myself is because for so long what i've done is be and it's not that like i'm being someone else it's just i'm being a specific version of myself yeah. or I'm exaggerating a part of yeah. my personality yeah, absolutely. for this room. I mean, the way I mapped it, like I love what you said about again, just not wanting to be confrontation. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if that's how, because that's how I interpreted it. Like I didn't think you don't want, you just want things to go smoothly. And that to me, that's also how I mapped it. Like at the end of the day, I'm trying to present a version of myself that you would like. Yeah. that you would think is cool and also but the thing with that is okay that's all fun that's that's cute that's, mm-hmm. fun. that's cute and then you get to the point where okay now you need to start setting boundaries you need to start being confrontational because at the end, i'm re- learning now that friendships are really really built on confrontations and having like arguments or not always getting along and for the most part like for the most part of my life i've always hated confrontation mm-hmm. either being confronted or confronting someone, um, that person that oh, I'm just uh, mm, zero just conflict, literally, literally zero conflict, and just because um, a big part of me just feels like the aftermath, like knowing that okay, this might not be resolved, um, might lead to a break in the relationship. Yes, and now I'm I'm literally <laughs> without a friend or like without, and it's like okay, so I'm learning okay, d- not being defensive and also like the anxiety part of being confronted. But at the same time, so, like, again, that, to me, is mapped to, like, my people-pleasing trait, where it's, like, I'm always ready to, I'm that person that's ready to 
I might be learning something new, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. I would never have identified as a people pleaser, but I'm related to everything you're saying. <laughs> but that bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was literally what I was about to say. I was like, Amara kind of talked about this on the flow episode where yeah. it was like managing conflict versus managing whether or not it's like I can risk this relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And just to jump on like what you were saying before in terms of like presenting in the way that you think would be the least like combative in a space i think there's like a difference between wanting to like not wanting to stand out and not being seen like when you were talking it was the first time i realized like it's not that you don't want to be seen you don't want to stand out like you you like so you want to blend in not so that you're not seen but just so that you don't stand out like as as other or separate from the group so like because blending in doesn't make you invisible it just gives you the opportunity to be part of the group that is we're all here you can all we're all seen as a as a unit no but i can also hide so i think that yeah, there is a part of it that like is like i don't want to stand out because whoever's on the stage can't just leave the stage without it being noticed yeah mm-hmm. and there's a thing of like yes i'm in the group so i am seen i want to be part of the group i don't want to be ignored um but there's also the thing of like i want to be not so small because it's going to be sound bad, but I want to be small enough that I could leave and you wouldn't notice. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like I think I I I struggle to to see that in you. I think I see more the you want to be able to control how you're perceived. So if you're part of the the group, then if you if if we're all I don't know. If we're all wearing green shirts and we're sat together, if you want to go sit at the back of the pile wearing of people wearing green shirts, the people wearing green shirts are still here. Like you're still part yeah. of that group. Um, and it doesn't mean you're necessarily invisible. It just means that you're not the voice of this group, if that makes sense. Um, whereas if you're wearing a red shirt, then you don't get to like you you don't have the option to hide like do you know what i mean like, yes that's that's what it is because as part of the green shirt i am part of the green shirt group but if i left the green shirt group will still exist so like i'm not the green shirt group my my membership in the green shirt group does not is neither here nor, nor there like the green shirt group will exist with or without me and i like that i like that okay i can i can exit yeah. and like it not be noticeable I like that I, I don't stand <laughs> out. Um, but I think also, like, I, I do, I want to be seen. Is it the thing of control what you're saying? It's like, I want to be seen when I want to be seen. And I want not to be seen when I want not to be seen. And the, the easiest way to be able to go back and forth is if you blend in. Because if you are seen in red, then you can't then choose not to be seen without changing your shirts. Yeah. So it's like you're wearing a green shirt, you're blending in. But like, you don't want anyone to notice when you're leaving, e.g., wearing a red shirt. However, in that green shirt, though, when you show up to the group next week, you want everyone to remember you, though. No. So you don't want Flo to remember your name in a way like <laughs> I was about to say like that's you, like so like <laughs> the way you use the analogy, I don't think she it, yeah. it made the like the most sense. But like, I agree with Shia about like, I I don't see like. 
the I think you're talking about me now like so like I, again we're talking yeah. about like reflection and stuff and so like more times now I'm trying to show up at myself so even at flows that we're at on Sunday like I walk into that room and I was anxious as fuck like I was just like I don't want like because I walk in and everyone's already settled when I walk in and so I'm like okay everyone's noticing me I also don't know anyone in this room I know the appropriate thing to do is to introduce yourself to people. I don't want to do that. I just want to go and sit in a corner and wait for the show to start. Um, but then I do the thing of like, okay, that would make me stand out more. So I'm, I'm going to go and introduce myself to, to the room. And then as the night progresses, I consciously have to fight that battle in my head of like, you're thinking this, you should say it. Like, cause that's what you're thinking. It will draw attention to you, but like try and be yourself but it's a conscious battle I'm fighting. My default would yeah. be to like blend sure, in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's um, it was interesting because I re- I relate to a lot of what you were saying already. I also relate to some of what um, Amara was saying, and I think what I'm getting or what I find the most interesting about what we're talking about is these esteem issues or the self-esteem like your perception of yourself and how you are being perceived in any given space is entirely subjective um so it's like you make up your own personal hell and then you provide the the logic and the firewood for it yeah so because in the like the example that you're giving about for this thing I was thinking about how, like, um, however I would interpret, like, it would never have occurred to me that if I walked into a room of people that I didn't know and I went to a corner to stand by myself, that that would bring any attention to me. Like, that, that, like, that to me would be if I wanted to feel, um, yeah, if I wanted to feel not invisible, but like I would, so to me going into room and start introducing myself to people would be drawing attention to me. Um, but if I went and I just stood somewhere by myself, then I would feel like it's clear that like, I don't want attention drawn to me and no one would be drawn to me because I'm minding my business in the corner, unless I'm being like weird in the corner, but like, more times if I'm not, then it's, like, chill. That makes sense? Um, I see that, like, if it's a large gathering and, like, it's about context, right? So, like, yeah. if you're in this living room and there's eight people here and you walk in and you go into your room, like, it's, like, it's, like, everyone's like, okay, Margaret wants her space, but the attention is that the, on it's you in terms of, like, Margaret you, yeah. wants her space. They might not come to you or interact with you, but when you remove yourself from the group it is noticed in a way when the group is all like if the group is all hanging out but that's what that if that's a singular group so like in an event where it's like but that's what i'm saying it's flows it's a flows apartment so it's not it's not i know but 50 people i so (laughs) i i think it's also like and for me a lot of the spaces that we go to like i um I'm an immigrant in this country. I'm a new immigrant, but I'm friends with a bunch of people that have long-standing relationships. Mm-hmm. So whenever I walk into a room, like I, my feeling is whether it's true or not, my feeling is that all these people know each other. 
So I'm speaking of like these like so if I walked into Flo's apartment, if everybody in there was black, I would be like, You guys all went to the same three schools in Lagos and you all know each other and that's cool. <laughs> Good for you guys. And so if I walked to some corner in the room, whether these people actually knew each other or not, it wouldn't it wouldn't um, won't occur to okay occur to you yes, that you're making like, yourself separate. Yeah. So and it also like even when you were like, oh, going to like introduce myself to the people like I think for me in my cultural context that like that that resonates as like not a douche thing to do but like if i'm if i'm at a party i'm having a conversation and if someone just comes in oh hi by the way i'm you know like like you said i guess it's a small gathering Mm -hmm. but like you also said that you were like not late but like everyone was sort of settled already or something late like, like I w- it's just when you is the thing of walking into a room and the room is happening already. already like yeah. the show wasn't starting for another hour or something, so it wasn't like everyone was waiting for something to happen. It was just like we're all like everyone's here. Um, actually, I'm going to like pivot off this, but because I think the the difference though is that walking into that room and walking into any room for me is I am thinking about what other people are thinking. Yeah, and I think that's. I don't know if that's the difference, but I'm thinking that that's the difference because, like, it's a thing of like, there, there's a like a platter of options that are available to me, and a part of the options that are available to me is because of other people. Like, I think that that's something ha- that has changed in recent times where I'm trying to decide what are my own options versus what are my mom's options for my life, lawyer, doctor, engineer, like, mm-hmm. and then trying to pick between those three. Whereas my own option might be psychology or whatever, but that is not even an option that I'm picking from. Um, so, like, I think, you know, w- walking into a room, I see it like that, where there's like uh, that there are options provided me, ABC, whatever it is, and I'm trying to pick the best based on those options. And I think the way in which I'm trying to change is what are my own options and are they in a b and c they might be but they might be an option d and an option e and an option f and i think that you more so think like that in terms of when you walk into a room is more so what do you want to do no because so the the way that i view the the what i related a lot to what you were saying Aura, is um this idea that like um you're not someone that people would imagine has have self-esteem issues. I'm not the first daughter in my family or, or anything, but I think um, I don't, and like to what you were saying, Amara, of sort of like um, amplifying maybe portions of your personality for a room or whatever. I think of myself as like gifted. I have so many facets of my personality. And when I walk into a room, if even only one person knows me in that room, I immediately feel the weight of expectation of the people that I know or who I know know of me or whatever in that room. Mm -hmm. And I am very good at discerning what people want from me. So I'm able to offer that to them. Um, But in a party, for instance, where there are different people, people want different things from me. And I feel a pressure to, to give them that people feel very entitled to that from me. Um, And I'm conflict averse. And it's also easier Mm. to just give them what they want, especially if it doesn't cost me a lot in the moment. 
or at least if I don't feel like it does. And then the way that sort of manifests or translates in terms of self-esteem is that when you can discern how clearly what a person wants from you, you can also see how if you don't have that exact thing, you then seem useless or worthless or insert negative adjective. Like, so if you are the funny person, you walk in the room, you ain't got no jokes, Mm -hmm. then you're, (laughs) who are you? Like you have no value in this room. Right. Um, and that's the flip side of what expectation does is like, if, if someone has a concrete expectation of you, Mm -hmm. then you can miss the mark of that expectation whereas if you are showing up and that person their expectation is just that you show up then both of you can find out how you feel who you are whatever today in that moment um versus walking into something and feeling that i think what it looks like from the outside um i think i have more options like the options available to me um like my baseline options are more so then it seems like I get to be whoever I want to be um and they're to your point they're all parts of me they're it's not I'm not um creating a new persona but exactly and I think confidence and self-esteem is a constant performance um it's not something that is inherent. It is a habit and it is practiced. And so when you were saying like in 2018, when you wanted to be more vulnerable, realizing that it's not something that you do, it's not just not something that you do. It's that you have a habit of doing something else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then it's having to work to not only build this new habit, but you have to break the old one, old one at the same time. And it's like what they say in church, you can't, you, you can't just stop the bad habits. You have to replace it with a good habit. Exactly. So yeah. Stop and start. So um, you need to like inject that, like yeah. that new piece. I like what you said about expectations. And I think that's something that I'll think about when I'm feeling anxious about um, when I get my social anxiety. Yeah. Do you, so, sorry, I was going to ask, um, do you ascribe do you ascribe your need to perform or your lack of vu- vulnerability not do you why do you how do you what is the connection between that and like a low self-esteem because I'm that's the part that I'm missing because I'm like I'm relating to this half but I think that I, I don't have low self-esteem at all I feel like I'm pretending for your benefit but like I know I'm great outside of you. Again, it might be delusion, maybe my Nigerianness, mm-hmm. but I, that's genuinely what I believe is that like I'm only lying to you. I'm not lying to myself. Like myself is yeah. good, yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to understand like that oh, okay. connection. Okay, I'll say that. Um, like I mentioned, um, I typically will. Okay, so I'm performing, right? I'm creating this version of myself and it's I mean something it's something I've discussed with my therapist and it's oh I don't like certain parts I'm, I'm yeah parts of myself not that I don't like so I just don't think people value would li- yeah would value that or would like that and it's obviously stemming from like a very weird relationship that I have 
that I'm still working on. I'm still like, okay, because sometimes I look at my sister, my sister's relationships and how they relate with people and how they're able to have like more longer term bonds mm. with people than I would. Like my Do you change sister, friends every three years? Like my youngest sister, for example, I mean, she's like, what, 19? And then I remember like when she was in, because she was in secondary school for a bit in Lagos and before finishing here. And then I never had, at least my parents, we never, my sister, the one that, because basically it's me, then my sister, we like a year apart. Between us, a year apart. And then there's the one that's 19, so like a seven year gap. Mm-hmm. So like we've just always had the same experiences, the same, we had got the same version of our parents, we, all of that. And so one thing that always, that I always use to differentiate my, like, my my upbringing, my sister's upbringing, then the youngest one is that she has a very uh, okay. So like we have friends, she has we have friends growing up, yeah, and she's able to oh tell like my parents were more involved with like friends. My parents ha- um parents had my parents had have friends parents numbers. They're always they're linking up, setting up stuff, or oh, giving each other updates. That, oh, this person's mom said this, and it's just and then we having a bunch of kids in our house and it's like, oh, these are my best friends and mm-hmm. it's okay, cool. And, but my sister and I, the other one, we never really had that. We, it felt like we're always like, I want to say hiding our friendship from our parents. But mm-hmm. one thing I know that my parents, we never really like, oh, like my parents didn't know my friends. Yeah. I mean, they, they did know my friends, but like they didn't know my friends on the same level the- that they knew. Like, they knew. cause even right now, some of my sister's friends are with her in uni or in the same city or maybe like in maybe I don't know Ottawa I don't know how far that is, mm. but um and it's like the fact that my parents still ask about them like, oh how are they doing or oh yeah this person's dad called me and sometimes my dad will set me up with oh this person's dad needs help and I just always yeah and he's like oh yeah sort them I think those times someone needed like help with like a visa application and. My dad was like, well, you're already to understand. And then he, this man literally <laughs> is FaceTiming me. Yeah, I'm parents. literally in, I was, I'm in a different country. And the first thing that you need help with is like. You're next to you. Literally yeah. next to you. And this guy's like, you're already sorted. And so like just having that relationship and them able to build all those bonds. And then my sister and like, we, I never really had that. I've never been being able to be vulnerable like that with my parents or mm. even with my friends. Or bring, okay, let me bring my friends home bring my friends around. I've never, I've always felt, oh, I don't want to, like, that's just too much. Mm-hmm. So, like, something I'm hearing from, and this isn't exactly what you're saying, it's just something I'm hearing from what you're saying yeah. is, like, where the self-esteem part comes into it plugs into, like, there's a comparative element that's, like, you know, I have the same parents that you have. Yeah. And they are able to have a relationship with you that looks like this. And they're not able to have that kind of relationship that looks like that with me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, is there something about me that is the thing? Yeah, yeah. And I think that in terms of how that, like, that I relate to that. I think that in a lot of my relationships, when I have relationships with people and I see them connect with, with other, other people, people, the way that they're able to connect with other people will often make me yeah, it feeds into the insecurity, and yeah. then when you have seen it once, you and if you you're on the lookout for it almost to see like yeah. okay, like 
I was wondering if it was me in that relationship, but maybe it's not me, but now I'm seeing it here and like, okay, enough times I have to be like a real like arrogant piece yeah. of shit to not be like, maybe I'm the problem. Yeah. Um, but it's the reality of that is, is also a chicken and egg kind of situation because you have that. There are other factors outside of the fact that like, yeah. just your your parents like i have i i grew up with my little brother he is almost four years younger than me um and we're very similar in terms of like our outlook on life and i would even argue our personalities but how our personalities manifest look yeah. very different um and he is able to he has been able to build a real support system of long-term deep and meaningful friendships um and was able to do that a lot longer like a lot earlier than I was able to um and I wasn't for a while that the comparative piece came in because it was like well yeah if the problem isn't like my family or like I used to be very embarrassed of my house. And then my house is full of all my brother's little friends and like his girlfriend. So it's like, okay, I guess the house is not an embarrassing house because his, his, my brother's cool. His friends are cool. They're probably fucking cooler than me and definitely cooler than I was at his age. I'm like, so people like, yeah. <laughs> so then how come, oh, is it, you know, like it, it kind of, but then I think when, once you have that, whatever, whenever that enters you, you it's it's a bad habit you start re like purposing it so you go into relationships trying to be like okay i'm going to control this relationship and manage it to make sure that you don't have the chance to do the thing yeah that i think you're going to do but then the relationship you have with that person isn't the relationship that they think that you guys have and you know that every time you interact with them so you're not able to buy into it yeah i mean i mean i think i'm delusional enough to think that oh this is going to work anyway yeah like i love the like (laughs) um so i think i think i was dating someone and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually that's yeah that's very valid i think i was dating someone yeah okay yeah men be um, like that (laughs) they have you thinking yeah exactly like i'm not sure what his version was like okay what he thinks was going on but yeah um and then i think um the conversation came up about because it was like okay i think he wanted to move forward like as by engage no not not that like like, um okay (laughs) no like more serious i guess well grown up margaret something more serious than um i guess talking and just vibing mm. do you understand and (laughs) i think he kind of got frustrated i do but eventually he just said that i just don't know you like Mm. i feel like i don't know you or i'm not even sure what you think about me and all of that and it literally like I was like, okay, I mean, I know a lot about this person. And it's like that with a lot of relationships that I have with people. Mm. I let my I let these people take me in, pour pour, the, pour themselves into me, all of that. And I realized that I wasn't giving them giving and I 
all my life I've, I've been obviously you know there's some I don't know how but you know how like therapy speak when someone says something and you're like wait this is a valid excuse to be telling people and then it might not be true for you but you know might, it's yeah. a valid excuse yeah people exactly and yeah. then people are like oh yeah okay fair enough so like, for me that. it's always been oh yeah I want to be in control I want to yeah I want to be in control of that of like the person but like I really like I think it was 2020 I really sat out of it when we're like be real, and that's when I realized that okay, it's not that. I mean, yeah, I want to be in control, but the reason why I want to be in control is because I have like scared they're going to find you out. Yeah, yeah. I have like self esteem mm-hmm. issues, and that's just because I'm just hiding particular versions of myself that I'm just I just feel like people would not be comfortable knowing, and it could be like the dumbest because I'm and and the thing with this kind of mentality is that you're not just critical of yourself; you're super critical, critical of other people. Others, yeah. So like I'm. F- Judgy, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm a hater. Like I'm, like, and it's not even the thing is. Okay, it's not like I'm a hit. Like I, I mean, I'm a hater. Yeah, I love like yeah. Wake hating. up, wake yeah. up, wake up extra early. <laughs> just, so, yeah, yeah. just so that I can work, I can hit. But all of that, yes. But at the same time, it's like you see that these people are living their lives anyway, and everyone's like vibe, and everyone's just yeah. doing their thing, and then there's me, just like dang, like, your business on their head. I'm screaming, yeah, and so um. Yeah, so again, being super critical of myself and as well as other people, it's also like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, this person is not good enough to be my friend. Mm. And it's like, why? What but reason? That, the thing about being super critical of yourself is that you project that onto other people. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, not just that you're critical of them, it's that you think they're equally as critical of you. Mm-hmm. Um, because you because you know that that's, that's how, if they were doing that, that's how you would judge them. Yeah. So like, if you're doing it, you're thinking that that's how they would judge you yeah. um and i can see how that will lead you to hiding um mm-hmm. and so it's the thing of like just like it's not i the the work in my head is in loving yourself um like it's the it's the chicken and egg thing of like when you vulnerability begets vulnerability or like um feeling loved vulnerability comes and then feeling loved comes because I, I think we talked about this i think on the episode with ft where i was like the the thing that spurred my vulnerability was wanting to believe that people loved me. Um, because if, if I think you don't know me, if I'm performing for you, then yes, you love that version of me, but that, yeah. but that's not me. That's exactly. So I can't believe that you love me. And so when you're acting, when you're asking me, let's make this shit long term, let's make, take this relationship seriously. I'm like, nah, like, cause you like, you don't actually love me. So I can't trust my like if we're talking romantic i can't trust my heart in your hands i can't be like let's go deep yeah. because one day you're going to find out who i am and then it's gonna scatter yeah. because you, you you didn't know me you didn't love me and so the the journey of vulnerability came from <laughs> wanting to believe people when they said that they loved me um and i think that is the thing of everybody says like oh, you can't other you can't love somebody who doesn't love themselves or you, someone can't receive love if they haven't accepted love for themselves and it doesn't need to be complete. Like it doesn't need to be like, Oh, like I love myself in my entirety. Da, 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 da. Like people can love aspects of you that you don't love about yourself. Like that is possible. But in order to like receive love in my world, at least I need to show people me. And in order for me to sh- be comfortable showing people me, I need to not, maybe not love it, but be okay with that being me at least right now so like i'm okay like it might be something i want to change but i need to be okay with it that this hasn't changed today and i'm okay with this being me right now as i am on the journey of probably growing changing whatever 
Um, but yeah. When you were talking about the example with the guy that you think you were dating, <laughs> I love that. Um, and you you said he told you that um, he just feels like he doesn't know you, and you you said before as well that you feel like people really pour into you and they show you and they they're vulnerable with you. And I wanted to ask, is it that you are, or do you feel, do you, does this resonate the idea that like, maybe you don't have anything to offer? Is that mm. the fear that like, mm. it, it's not that you're hiding what you have, it's you're hiding what you think is how little you have. Yeah, that might actually can i pose that two ways so it could be one you don't have anything to offer or and it it is kind of like the same thing but what you think that what you have to offer they wouldn't want yes yeah it's definitely like the same um two prongs of the same Mm. yes definitely like two prongs of the same fork Fork? yes yeah or yeah different prongs of the same fork um yeah, so again, back to what I'm saying about, okay, whatever it is that the version of myself or how I'm perceiving myself or what I think people perceive of me is not going to be acceptable. Not acceptable, but just, again, I think it's better um, how you guys couched it is more suitable. So it's that what I think I offer, what I have, they might not, might not be what they value mm. or just... Uh, they will be underwhelmed. Um, no, no. Um, I guess like update. So this is I don't know twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. You're going through this reflection twenty twenty, yeah. whatever. Um, where are we now? Yeah. So um, where are we now? I'm definitely I'm more vulnerable with people, but I still find that part of myself is still holding back, mm-hmm. and. I say that because I wonder if that is the reason why I haven't been able to connect with people or build like sort of like a community or friends or like okay because it's not someone like oh how many friends like oh like sometimes I'm just having like a breakdown and I FaceTime my sister she's like oh don't you have any friends and I'm like fuck younger <laughs> sister like. <laughs> You know what, Marcus? Like, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. Literally, I was like, fuck wow. them. Straight bullets, Marcus. Fuck them. And then, oh she's my like, god, oh, what, a, what a, and just like naming, asking about names and people, and it's just like, yeah, but also. watch when all your friends leave you. <laughs> ah, god. Right. So, um, so it's like that's not the message. The message is your sister is correct. <laughs> so you should call your friends and maybe trust them with that little yeah. sad no. part of your life. Screw your sister. She should and also I, listen. But yeah, I'm, I'm but I actually you. did take that, so I. I called, so I've known this guy actually right from when I was in Lagos. When I, yeah, and then he actually moved to the UK. He's he lives in Birmingham, and I mean, it's like a nice relationship. We just talk. It's not like oh, everyday call talk. It's like okay, we know how it is. I call him when I when I'm having a crisis or just need when I need someone to talk to. And I literally like, I what I opened up about how I've been feeling lately, just more about loneliness and how I'm struggling mentally with people and how I don't feel and he just him listening and also just validating what I was saying and how okay he's actually going through the same thing and that I think a point I made was that I don't know if 
everyone else feels the same way and they're just pretending. going yeah, yeah. pretending mm. because it doesn't it doesn't make sense why I feel so bad mm-hmm. and I cannot compute like why is it that um why is it that this feeling is so overwhelmed like am I am I just bad at handling it mm-hmm. or everyone am I just bad and everyone else is really good at like masking and just like okay brushing it off or this is um, a circumstance that's so specific to me. Mm. And so he said that, oh, it's, it's not just me. Mm. And this is like just before I left London for Toronto. So like it's, yeah. So my like gem, my gem for this episode is, your friend is right, A, it's not just you. I think yeah. everybody or most people feel something of that semblance. The good thing is that it's not happening to us, us all at the that's same so time. Yeah. Um, and the other part is like, I think that the feeling of, of loneliness and that being attached to like self-esteem, they're like intrinsically linked because love is something that people are worthy and deserving of. And so if you feel lonely and you feel like you don't have people to speak to, it makes perfect sense why you would transition to it's because no one loves me, it's because no one cares about me, I'm not important, whatever. And so like that creates that like cycle. But I think the thing that like is my like gem Mm -hmm. is I think We all are creating and recreating the reality that we wake up to every day. And that, like, thing that makes you feel so lonely and, like, feel isolated is something that you can possibly just like it it's something that can literally change in a day Mm. and I know it seems like crazy and drastic but it really can because it's a feeling and so it means that if you have one day that doesn't feel like that you'll forget it till you feel it again yeah and so like I don't know that's something that like I try to hold on to when I feel that way it's just like I just need to have one good day to not even remember what this fucking feels like until I feel it again. And maybe it's the day after I feel it again, but (laughs) for the day that I feel it, it means that like every night I'm going to bed when I'm sad and like tomorrow could be the day that like I'm not so, I don't feel so alone because the, the reality of it, I think for you from how you've described your life and for many people is that there are people that love you um there's a community it just doesn't look like what you the, the dream ideal that friend's couch of people eat those like version. eat pray love <laughs> right. the people that the like are texting you every 24 seconds like yeah. exact whatever that looks like um it might not look like that right now um but like the um, life is long enough that you're able to like i like access that, that right yeah I think something that like helps me is holding 
truth separate from feelings. Mm. So, like, I might feel like shit. I might, like, I think the last few weekends I've spent them by myself, um, intentionally and non-intentionally. And not entirely by myself, but I've had a lot of alone time. Um, and, like, sometimes I'm in this one, like, I'm in one time that I'm choosing for myself and I'm feeling like, why doesn't anyone want to hang out with me? I understand why I'm not, like, reaching out to hang out with anybody. Dude, exactly. But, like, why isn't, why don't I have invitations that I'm turning down? Yeah. Um, and so there's that feeling of, like, nobody loves me in, like, that moment. But there's the truth that I hold that's separate to that feeling that I know that, like, yeah. people love me. Like, yeah. that is truth. That's fact. Like, that's a truth that I hold that is consistent, that is separate from the way yeah. that I feel from moment to moment. Um, and so as much as in a moment I might be feeling like no one loves me, I never truly believe it because there's a truth that conflicts with that. Yeah. Um, and so it remains just a feeling. Yeah. Does that truth, like, that, like, how, how do you do that when it's, like, in real time? So when you really want to hang out with someone or you really want to hang out with a group of people or whatever and they no one's like your phone is dead no one's messaging you whatever you go on instagram and you see uh let's put these people on blast <laughs> <laughs> no but you go on instagram and you see the people you want to hang out with yeah and, and they're, they're hanging all hanging out yeah. without you yeah. and then you see other people that maybe you can't hang out with right now you don't like whatever re- you just see it's friday night and you go on your story and everybody's out and you're not out, not because you don't want to be out, but because nobody asked you. And it was fine when nobody asked you if everybody was in their house. But now it looks like everybody's planned to go outside without you. How do you hold the truth of, like, obviously the larger truth of that you are loved and that people love you. Maybe not even the specific people, but, like, people love you and that's real. Um, versus the thing of, I guess, lesser than love, likable. Like, so people, because I think that is the the place where self-esteem issues around, especially performance performance and, like, uh, people-pleasing and whatnot, is a lot less about people loving you as it more about people liking you. The loving part comes in when you've been prefer- performing for a while, and then it's like, okay, now I'm secure in my likability, but it was at the cost of the lovability, and so now I need to undo that. But... Before that, the the aim in the moment when it's happening, the aim is likability. And so how do you hold that at the same time? I wouldn't say I'd like... I'd actually like to know your answer to that because <laughs> it's something I battle with as well. There are layers, I think. Like, so it wouldn't be so, like, given an, a specific moment of, like being not invited to something i'm just like oh like everybody's hanging out why the name i mean whatever like being in that moment i do feel like guys like these people don't fucking love me like i do feel it i think the thing is i don't believe it and it's not like it's not like something i'm conscious of of in that moment in that moment i'm feeling i'm loved like the feeling is what the feeling is but because Again, my brain stores information. I remember things. So as much as this might be like an X to this relationship, there's all these other check marks that counterbalance this X. And as long as those are more, not as long as those are more, if they reach the love love, love threshold, because yeah. it cannot just be 51 to 49. Um, <laughs> but like, 
I can hold those two things as true. I think that's something that's always been true for me is that I can hold conflicting feelings yeah. or thoughts and I can hold both as true. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, yes, I 100% feel unloved, unwanted, da 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 But then I think the thing that makes it not shape my personality or my feeling about myself is that it doesn't pass that moment because I don't believe it. It's not a belief that I carry out of that moment into the next moment. It just, it's in that moment, I feel the way that I feel and it sort of ends Mm -hmm. in that moment um, because I know what I know. I think that there's a second aspect of it that like, that wasn't always true. I think part of my ability to be able to do that is also liking myself. I think I'm believing that I am likable because yeah. that shit will eat at you. Like if like you're constantly seeing people not inviting you, whatever you start to think the problem is you. Um, and it's the thing of like one, liking myself and two, knowing my friends. So I know Shia, if I see Shia out and he's hanging out with other people, and he didn't invite me. That's a Shia's fucking personality. <laughs> Shia does not invite people to shits. It's a problem. He needs to work on it. But it is, <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is his personality. So I remove that from me. I detach that. Like that's not a a bad look on me. It's who Shia is. And so it's one knowing myself, like and liking myself, and then also knowing my friends. And yeah. So I'm gonna raise you. Yeah. Because I feel like I. I was where you are in terms of how I see those relationships. And then now I've hit a new brand of, or uh, my like um, self-esteem hell has let in a new demon. (laughs) And so what it looks like now is like, if to use the example of charge is easy. These are not intentional shots. Don't worry. But, um, in the in the space where you're like oh you hold those two things and they're true and it's like i might feel this way i might feel unloved or left out or whatever but i know my friend and i know that this is an, an intentional harm whatever the the level up is then like is your self esteem so low that you accept this kind of love so like in you accept a relationship where you know that this person makes you feel unloved it makes you feel left out but this is what you accept and like you don't demand more or like you're you're you like the the feeling i have or the not the feeling the thought i have is your self-esteem is so low that this is the brand of love that you are happy to accept because you don't think you can get Get better better. or you don't think you deserve better or like what because like look at you right now this is how you're treated right i couldn't have all my friends like shia that would speak that to me. Um, so if I look around and everybody behaves like this, yeah. then it will mean like that to me. But having one shire, nigga, because it means one, literally one new person and then you're out. There's, your spot is coveted. I don't even care, man. Hey! <laughs> this is um. a problem. <laughs> but yeah, like having one child doesn't, it's not a reflection on me um i think also that like i had a thought and then left me um 
I think also yes, like the the level of relationship. There are times in which where like I'm like you shouldn't be accepting this shit, and I say this. This is I think my most toxic traits is that I just I stop giving in that relationship. I decide that this isn't a relationship that works for me in terms of like okay premium friendship or like my top tier they're not the relationships if i'm looking to feel loved or validate myself i don't think about shia as like (laughs) this is a lot this is this is like an unconditional love type of relationship there's other like tier one um things that like make me feel loved so it wouldn't be the friend that didn't think to invite me um that would so in a world where you don't have the friend's show friends friend right so like in a world where you're trying to make new friends Mm -hmm. like how does that translate or can that translate in that space it can um well my mom used to sing a song for me when i was young it's like make new friends make new friends but keep the old ones keep the old ones one is silver and the other is gold um Mm. and it's the thing of and it, like life happens you might not necessarily have all of your old friends um um but there's a thing if you've only had trash friends or if you've only accepted trash then this does not, this <laughs> not <laughs> if all your friends are trash this is not for you and not just all your current friends all your historic friends yeah, if you can think back it. to like the last 20 years of your life and i seem mid to late 20 old as shit bitch what do you mean <laughs> What do you mean the last 20 years of your life? That's so rude. <laughs> Fuck you. And you've only had trash friends and like you need like you need to work seriously on yourself. Um, but like I think that sometimes if in the moment you're surrounded by trash because you're trying to make new friends and there's people who are not in, not trash because they're trash, just like you haven't reached the level of friendship that you, that want. you want with them. Um, but you have old friendships that have like gotten that like gotten there and like have made you have showed you that you're valuable have um validated your feelings have invited you have included you have done all the things and you felt loved that doesn't end because the relationship ends like your value does isn't doesn't stop um i get that like we need relationships to validate our value but when the relationship ends doesn't mean your value and okay i like that you said that because while you were talking i was actually thinking of because you i like what you said about the new demon that mm. self-esteem hell as um has letting and so mine is piggybacking off of what you said was just that um okay so when you know that part time in a friendship or part of friendship or i don't know maybe proximity or just for some reason you say that grown apart i wouldn't want to call it growing apart it's just like oh yeah we've just not been able to create time or find time and that has been going on for months and ultimately you just make it oh yeah this yeah it is it is what it is but at the same time finding that these people are creating more creating more friendships finding their own people getting in relationships all of that and then there's you just like oh seeing all of this unfold and you're like okay is it me am i the problem that are they (laughs) like yeah yeah um is it is there something wrong with me that is there something so what i've always what i always ask myself was that is there something wrong with me that perhaps stops people from wanting to continue friendships or not want to putting the effort Mm. into maintaining a relationship with me Mm. um and 
Yeah, so I like what you said about, okay, even though the friendship ends, your value doesn't. It's something I'll try and remember. I mean, it might be hard to just like, mm. <laughs> but like something I want to remind myself of. But that, yeah, that was, I think that was really cool. Something to add that is true and can be toxic, mm. but isn't necessarily toxic is also that people have different thresholds for what they accept or what makes them happy or whatever like the easiest way i think of this is like when i think of like relationships and you like romantic relationships and you sometimes will see and be like oh like all these people like or like a specific person you don't like or whatever is in like a happy loving relationship and you're like damn even them like (laughs) they can be loved what (laughs) and then the the gift that i think god gave me was to start meeting some of these people's partners and being like oh like that's not what i thought you like what i when i think of relationship what comes to mind is not what people are doing so yeah yeah like you don't have a thing that i want yeah oh yeah i do like and so like I think it's like a obviously prime hater. <laughs> exactly. You know what? <laughs> Hating isn't always bad if it's facts, bro. Yeah. If it's facts. Yeah. But yeah, like I think, like I said, it can be a toxic way to think of it. But it's also like a reality. It's the it's the same in any relationship where people might have friends that they've known for twenty years, mm. but hey. these people that they've known for twenty years the level of relationship that they have with each other, how honest and vulnerable, like what you imagine when you hear those facts is not always what people are actually doing. And so like that is something that like I have to remind myself Mm -hmm. that the thing that I think I'm missing out on is not nearly as common as I think Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. So everyone around me has these like long relationships or whatever and I feel like I don't have that but then what they have isn't the thing I wanted. So it's, it's not that it means that the feeling I have is actually untrue. Like not everyone around me has the thing I want. I'm not missing out on this thing that everybody has. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really good. I really like that. Thanks. <laughs> yes. I think that like, um, to wrap this up, what is like, what is something that you've learned from like this, like reflection, trying to be more intentional because ultimately that's what it comes down to um with how you see yourself and how you show up in relationships what's something that you're sort of like like in the last i guess four or five years of this journey that you're like has stood out to you um i think for me it's that there's nothing really wrong with being lonely Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that um i mean I'm I'm that kind of person. I can spend like hours with myself, but I mean, I did start getting triggered by the weekends and long holidays, and yeah, I just like oh fuck, like, and then you go to work and it's like oh, what did you get up to? And it's, it's like, like oh, absolutely I just, nothing. <laughs> I was just in bed. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, a part of me has always been triggered by people having finding opportunities to get together and have things to do with people mm-hmm. and then there's me i've always been right from like a kid my mom has always said that i've always been alone alone like you know i have social anxiety i have pictures of my first birthday where i'm just like <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah and um 
um recently I started I used to I don't know how far I go I started like you know feeling checkered and wanting to spend more time with people and knowing that but I'm I'm also learning and realizing that there was there's actually nothing wrong, wrong with, being, with alone. being alone and having solitude I do that and, yeah it's something I need to remind myself when I'm particularly when I'm feeling I love that for you. Yeah. thank you <laughs> we we're starting I don't know we wrap the episode up by asking you to ask us a question oh, so okay. if there's something you want to know it doesn't have to be deep it can be what's your favorite color nobody's asked us that yet it'll be nice <laughs> but <laughs> you can ask no, us no pressure you don't have to people please us with, with that question um it could be it could be anything um but one question for both of us okay oh this is hard <laughs> okay um i'll say i mean what tv shows are you guys watching i love it <laughs> thank you screaming yeah because i feel like tv shows are like kind of tv shows we will watch i gives me like the kind of person kind of personality i think the last show that i watched oh it's couples therapy that's what i was watching oh, i think i watched funny. that on sunday yeah those new new episodes out mm. do you watch couples therapy i uh, know but i've seen it on hbo i think yeah yeah it's okay. pretty good okay i'll try it um i watched couples therapy a couple of days ago too i think last week or something but um i have been binge watching modern family mm. and lie to me Oh, Lie to Me is good. I'm Modern Family. Yeah, like, Modern Family is good. I think Lie to Me was good when it came out. But I liked it when it came out, so I still like it mm. now. <laughs> but it's not actually a good show. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, very toxic. It, it's, oh, yeah, it's hella problematic. <laughs> but, like, it's also just, like, it's not written that great. It's not shot that great. Yeah. A lot of things don't make no sense. But I am happy watching it. It's making me happy right now, so... Again, ah, so supporting women's wrongs. I feel. Like <laughs> that's what the show does. Like, thank yeah. you, thank you. I also binged um, my friend Queen. Shout out to you, Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, hosted uh, Queen Charlotte yeah. watch party oh, over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, it so was bad. not the night that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Bridgeton Light or just coming here to like oh, love it story. Deep. It was fucking deep it and traumatic. Deep. Wow, I, I didn't I need that. I, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, I cried. I'm glad I know that because like. <laughs> Who the fuck asked me to watch British? Oh, okay. It was the other day. I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's good, but like, don't just be prepared. Yeah, to it's not, not like light and swan, fluffy. It's not swan worthy. It's, yeah. mm. This is deep. Of course, they had to make the black queen suffer. <laughs> you got, everybody else was running around doing anyhow. Just mm. loving and doving. It's about like the mad King George. So it's a, mm. like yeah. that. But anyhow, Shasha. Thank you for coming. You I really enjoyed this conversation. It has really been good. lovely. When when you move to Toronto, you should come back. Oh yeah, that's it. you know I have, <laughs> a, I, know I have another reason. Don't why move I should, to Toronto. So I have like a list. Look oh, me in the no, eye. Don't move to Toronto. <laughs> don't like, move to Toronto. You know, I need to make friend. new friends. So yeah. move to Toronto so we, you can be my new friend. <laughs> you see the people that live in here. She didn't make friends with them. When you come here, you she hear when she said she was in her house, she will not find you. Stay and make oh, friends with Oh, the new you friend are. I made was Anna. That's my new oh. friend. Sorry. Okay, now we can wrap this up. I mean, I made a new friend when I went to see a play a few weeks ago. And yeah, she's, her name is Julian. It was just like, oh, cute. I went alone and she was sat next to me and we just got to talking. And so I think that's something. Sure. <laughs> but I know you asked new me friendships. that. Yeah. Actually, that's something I was going to ask because when we're talking about friendships, it's just like, where where do you meet friends? I guess this can be like a nice little bit at the end, or this can be the clip that I put on the internet. Is where do you in my house? That's where I meet. 
You see, Amara's lucky enough that she lives with. Did you come to my house? <laughs> We're friends now. See, met, met a new friend in my oh, house. You're so lucky because <laughs> I I can't like I think I've started like okay taking going out um going out more like doing random stuff and just meeting people and just starting conversations. So that's something yeah. that I've been doing. But otherwise, it's work. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. I haven't done this in a while because I don't have capacity for new friends. But I like to do things that I like to do and then jam people yeah. there. Yeah. And I like it when you're my, if you're my sculpting friend, then you're my sculpting friend. Like I like yeah. to mix oh, in yeah. any other person. <laughs> yeah, literally life. compartmentalize. And then I, I miss that. You now have one all my friends know each dinner. other. They're <laughs> always everywhere. They all are hanging out together with me. I want new friends. That all, I want my sculpting friend. I want my one concert friend. Yeah. I want my country. I want all my friends separate. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. That's but nice. that used to be the fun, not the fun way. It's how I would just do things I like to do. Yeah. Um. But I would deliberately do it by myself so that I can meet someone or people who are there. And then if they're also there by themselves, then I feel like that's two points that we have in like common. Um, where yeah. like. We like go out by ourselves and we like the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. We're also meeting friends through other friends, I guess. Like, okay, maybe they might have like a nice potluck thing and oh, yeah, mm-hmm. couple up. Yeah. And then I, I don't like people. meeting friends, making new friends intentionally. It's a, like I've noticed that about myself. I didn't know that this was true until I don't enjoy it. Mm. I, I like to accidentally make a new friend. Yeah, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> oh, accidentally making friends? You don't yeah, no. I, I like intentional. Mm. No. Yeah. Anywho, cheers. Thank you for Thank coming. You for me. Um, obviously, last time we were like, if people want to come on the pod, they can come yeah. on the pod, but only oh, yeah. if they have good vibes. And Aura obviously <laughs> has passed oh, the vibe you. check. <laughs> you know, all the ships certified. Oh, nice. Um, yep. If you also would like to come in for the therapy dupe, <laughs> yes, let us know. I recommend it. 10 out of 10, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, y'all stay safe, man. Drink some water and call your friends. Bye. Yeah. Woke up this morning with my mind. Said I'm loving me with my mind.